Bottom Line Podcast. going on this is the bottom line podcast presented by anchor.fm your home for sports and entertainment talk i'm jimmy finizzi i hope you're doing well as always thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to take a listen i really do appreciate it before we get started you know the drill questions opinions twitter and instagram at bottom line wmcx use hashtag bottom line leave a voice message on the anchor app or at anchor.fm and as always if you like what you see on youtube Please leave a like and a comment down below. Helps out tremendously. And please make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you do not miss a single episode. And please make sure you subscribe on all audio listening platforms. Just include Jimmy when searching for the Bottom Line podcast. Coming off a tremendous NFL wildcard weekend. I'll do my best to break down every single game. But there's one game on my mind specifically for this episode. And that'll be the main topic of this episode for today. But real quick, in case you did not hear by now, Doug Peterson out as head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. And quickly to that, I say, you know what? Good riddance. You tried to tank the game, and in the end, it didn't really work out. So, Doug Peterson, good riddance to you. I wish you nothing but the best because I want him to succeed more in the NFL. I know he's got a Super Bowl with the Eagles, but in the end, it didn't really work out for the, past couple of, for the last couple of years with Doug Peterson, especially with the quarterback issue going on there. And uh, I guess it's safe to say it was much easier to get rid of Doug Peterson than it is to get rid of Carson Wentz since he has a no trade clause, but we'll see what happens with the quarterback situation there. Cause it looks very clear to me that Jalen hurts is going to be the starting quarterback this upcoming season, but Hey, I can't confirm or deny that we'll see what happens when the time comes there. But Look, bottom line, Doug Peterson, to, that, to him I say, look, I wish you nothing but the best. I hope you get hired somewhere else, but good riddance. <laughs> I've been hearing a lot of rumors about him going to the Jets. I'm not really sure how to feel about that one. And I'm hearing a lot of other rumors that Adam Gase might go to the Eagles. If that happens, I will actually laugh my butt off. That would be absolutely hysterical. And by the way, I also see that people are really comparing Doug Peterson to Adam Gase. Are we really going to go there? There is no comparison. Doug Peterson is miles away a much better head coach than Adam Gase is. There really is no comparison. So please stop the nonsense. But look, again, bottom line, Doug Peterson, good riddance, but I wish you nothing but the best. With that out of the way, though, NFL wildcard weekend is over and it lived up to every single hype imaginable. First of all, like I said, there's one particular game on my mind, which is the topic of today's episode, and we'll get to it in a little bit. First of all, you had the Colts and the Bills. The Bills hosting their first home playoff game since 1995, and they won a playoff game for the first time since 1995. And congratulations to the Buffalo Bills and their fans. 6,700 fans were allowed in that stadium to watch it all happen. And I am so happy for them that they were able to witness it. It was the first time that Buffalo was allowed to have fans all season long. And the fact that they were able to see a playoff win and they have another home playoff game coming up this weekend, the 16th of January 
against the Baltimore Ravens at 8.15 p.m. That is going to be a hell of a matchup right there. So Buffalo Bills, congratulations. Hell of a season so far. And Josh Allen, I really think he should be in the conversation for MVP along with uh, Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. But that's just my personal opinion. But the kid is flat out balling. And Stephon Diggs, I mean, you really can't say enough. The connection between him and Allen is really undeniable at this point. I mean, Stephon Diggs is still very, very young. He's still in his late 20s, and he still has a lot more great years left in the tank. And Sean McDermott, what a job that he has done with this team, turning this franchise around for a bunch of no, from a bunch of nobodies to now winning the division title for the first time in over in 20 years, 20 plus years, I should say. And you know what? He's got them in the playoffs. He's got them in the divisional round. So to the Buffalo Bills, congratulations to you. Well-deserved good luck against the Baltimore Ravens. The Rams and the Seahawks. I was not expecting the Los Angeles Rams with a banged-up quarterback and Jared Goff coming off thumb surgery, I should add, to go into Seattle and beat the Seahawks. But hey, I was proven wrong. I picked the Seahawks. And by the way, for the Bills-Colts game, I had the uh, the Bills winning, by the way. But I had the Seahawks winning this game. And <laughs> I'm shocked. I really, I really, really, really was at first. Because, look, Jared Goff is not really that great of a quarterback. I mean, he's, he's okay, but he's not, he's not great. He hasn't lived up to that, to that contract. He recently signed What was like four years, 130 something million dollars. He hasn't really lived up to that contract, but was he great against Seattle? No, but he did just enough to help the Rams win again, coming off thumb surgery. And also you also lost a couple of key guys, including Aaron Donald with a rib injury. So hopefully it's nothing too serious there for Aaron Donald. Clearly one of your best defensive players. One of the best defensive players in football, I should add. So definitely a couple of questions going into the divisional round for the Los Angeles Rams. But I got to give them a whole lot of credit for going into Seattle and beating up on Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. And now they got an even tougher task on hand as they will now go into Lambeau to take on the Green Bay Packers. That is a... 435 start on January 16th. So to the Rams, congrats on a huge wild card win, but good luck in Green Bay because you're going to need it. Anyway, next game, Bucks against Washington. Look, Washington kept it close. I got to give them a whole lot of credit. Alex Smith didn't play, and some dude named Taylor Heineke was actually pretty solid in his second career start, and he kept it close with Tom Brady. Think about that. Taylor Heineke, second career start in the National Football League, kept it close in a wild card playoff game with Tom Brady. I'll let that sink in for just a few more seconds. Okay, time's up. But no, seriously, look, Washington's defense we knew was going to be an absolute threat in this game. But in the end of the day, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers found a way to get the job done. And now they will be in New Orleans to take on the Saints. Brady and Breeze, three. That is going to be very, very exciting stuff. So, Buccaneers, congratulations. And I actually have the – if you don't remember, uh, back before the season started, I actually had the, uh, the Buccaneers as one of my Super Bowl picks. So, 
Hopefully they don't let me down against the Saints, but you know what? Hey, the Saints clearly look like the better team. We'll see what happens there. That should be a fun matchup there. Ravens and Titans. I actually had the Ravens winning this game. I know Neil, I know Neil had the Titans, and you know what? I, I, can, I understand why he picked the Titans. He said, uh, I, I get it. He said the Ravens were the better team, but he had the Titans because he likes the underdogs and all, all that other stuff. I, I get that. But even still, and if you want to find out more on why Neil had the Titans in the first place, go back and listen to his wild card predictions episode on the MoFobo Network podcast and go subscribe to that if you're not already. But anyway, the Ravens won 20 to 13. Baltimore is now 6 and 0 on the road in wild card playoff games and Lamar Jackson the narrative for him was he couldn't win the big game, he couldn't win a playoff game. Well, he finally got that monkey off his back. Did he silence every single critic? No, probably not, but the critic he did silence was he can't win a playoff game. There is still a bit of a question about his throwing because we know what he can do with his legs. He is a terrific runner with the football. But his passing, look, that one, that one interception he threw, yeah, he'd like to have that back. But you know what? That play call was absolutely horrendous. So I can't blame it all on Lamar Jackson for that turnover. There. That play call was horrendous. But the bottom line is Lamar Jackson and the Ravens got it done. Lamar gets his first playoff win. And now they will have a tough task as they will go on to play the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Look, the Ravens' defense is no joke. They kept Derrick Henry to 40 yards rushing. If they can do that to Derrick Henry, who knows what they can do to the Buffalo Bills. They can stop the run like there's no tomorrow. So, look, the Ravens do have a great chance to beat the Bills. We'll give our, by the way, we'll give our official uh, divisional round preview and our picks uh, coming up later this week, so stay tuned for that. But the Ravens do have a good shot at pulling off the upset against the Bills, but we'll see what happens there. Bears and Saints. Saints wound up winning. The Saints allowed the fewest points in a playoff game in team history with nine, uh, the, the lone touchdown being by, uh, by uh, Jimmy Graham, and the extra point was no good, obviously. But here's the thing with this game. First things first. If we can get a petition to have more NFL games on Nickelodeon, I'd be all in for that because that game was an absolute blast to watch on Nickelodeon. I mean, Noah Eagle, Ian Eagle's kid calling the game, along with a couple of other big, big name stars, Nate Burleson. Uh, you, had, you had him calling the game as well, a former 11-year NFL veteran, a couple of Nickelodeon stars themselves. You had the slime cannons going off in the end zone. Sean Payton getting slimed, the Nickelodeon Valuable Player Award, otherwise known as the MVP. Maybe Neil may want to get his lawyer on that one, but I digress there. But look, the bottom line is that was a blast to watch on Nickelodeon. And during the CBS broadcast, uh, Jim Nance announced that uh, Tony Romo was going to the College Football Hall of Fame. And to him, I say congratulations. And uh, Darren Sproles was also named to the uh, College Football Hall. Hall of Fame class of 2021. So congratulations to the both of them. But bottom line is the Saints took care of business against the Bears. Mitchell Jabitsky actually didn't look that terribly. He actually looked pretty, pretty solid, but the future is still in doubt for him. I don't think he's going to be the, the quarterback of the Chicago Bears uh, for next season and beyond. And Matt Nagy also needs to go, just, just saying. But 
Bottom line, Saints took care of business. They're hosting Tampa Bay. It should be a fun matchup. But now we get to the one game that's on my mind right now. The Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers. (laughs) Where do I even begin with this game? First of all, you had Juju Smith-Schuster saying the Browns are the same old Browns. He basically was saying they're going to kick their ass. If you're going to talk smack like that, at least have the decency to go out there and show up on the field to back up your words. Now, he did have a touchdown in the game. I get that. But I guess uh, Juju, karma's a you-know-what, ain't it? (laughs) I mean, my goodness. What the hell happened? First of all, the first play of the game, not not just what Juju said, because I know that set a tone as well, but the first play of the game was probably one of the worst snaps I've ever seen. A high snap by a penalty that went over the head of Ben Roethlisberger. Cleveland falls on top of it in the end zone. Touchdown Browns, 7-0, 15 seconds into the game. And that was on the first play of the game, like I mentioned. The Cleveland Browns had a 28 to nothing lead in the first quarter. In the first quarter. All hell broke loose for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Cleveland Browns never looked back after that first quarter. I mean, you had a, you had a high snap. You had turnover upon turnover. The Pittsburgh Steelers had five turnovers. In the words of uh, Jim Moore, five turnovers. Ben Roethlisberger had four of them, four interceptions. Look, the whole damn Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll, I'll, get to, I'll get into the Pittsburgh Steelers actually in a little bit, but I want to give credit to the Cleveland Browns because if you recall, before the season started, the Steelers were one of my Super Bowl picks this year. And I'll get more into that in a little bit, but I got to give credit to the Cleveland Browns because nobody, nobody expected the Cleveland Browns to have a 28-0 lead in the first quarter. By the way, without their head coach, without a few more assistant coaches, and without a few key players due to COVID, nobody expected this. But hey, Baker Mayfield, Austin Hooper, Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt, and Nick Chubb got the job done. And look, Baker Mayfield has been an absolute stud all season long, and he proved a lot to me this season, especially in the game against the Steelers the other night. He was aggressive as hell. The Cleveland Browns took it to the Pittsburgh Steelers the other night at Heinz Field. And you know what? I got to give them a whole lot of credit. This team has been an amazing story so far, but they have a tougher task ahead as they will now play the Kansas City Chiefs. If they, if for some odd reason, if the Cleveland Browns can pull off an upset and beat the Chiefs, I actually might think the Cleveland Browns have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. I really, really do. Because really, it's the Kansas City Chiefs 
It's the Buffalo Bills, in my opinion, because I think the Bills are probably one of the bigger threats to the Kansas City Chiefs if the Chiefs can beat the Browns and the Bills can beat the Ravens. But in my opinion, it's the Chiefs, it's the Bills, and then there's everybody else. Because those two teams are two of the best teams in football right now. But the Cleveland Browns have been such an amazing story so far. They've won their first playoff game for the first time since 1994. The year I was born, by the way. So, look, maybe I cursed the Browns, but I digress. I'm I'm only kidding around, obviously. But look, the bottom line is I got to give a whole lot of credit to the Cleveland Browns. Without their head coach, without a few assistant coaches, and without a few of their key players due to COVID, they still found a way to get the job done. So congratulations to the Cleveland Browns. Good luck against Kansas City, but congratulations to the Cleveland Browns. This is an amazing story, and I wish you nothing but success going forward. Now to the Steelers. My goodness gracious. All right. First of all, I mentioned this earlier. I'll say it again. If you don't recall, before the season started, when Neil and I were doing a full NFL season preview, my Super Bowl pick for the year was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And for the first 11 weeks of the season, I was feeling really, really, really good about the Steelers' chances here. They were 11-0. and And then all hell broke loose. They lost four of their last five games. Now, granted, the last game, they didn't, the last game of the regular season, uh, Mason Rudolph was their starting quarterback, not Big Ben. They've been, they didn't really play some of their starters, but I digress there. They lost four of their last five, and all of a sudden we're thinking, all right, they, act, they won the division. They took care of their business. So are we going to see the Steelers that were 11 and 0, or were we going to see the Pittsburgh Steelers? that lost four of their last five games. Turns out we saw the team that lost four of their last five because, my goodness gracious, they looked awful. My almost three-year-old dog, Maya, could play better football than the Pittsburgh Steelers did the other night. At least my dog can catch a ball. The Pittsburgh Steelers, how many dropped passes have we seen late in the season by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Too many to count. Too many drop passes. You're dead last with running the football. Look, James Conner is no scrub. I love his story. But look, James Conner is no Le'Veon Bell. All right? He was no Le'Veon Bell on his prime. Not to say James Conner is bad. He's not. I like James Conner. He is a great runner with the football. But dead last? Actually, forget this year alone. For the past three years, they have not been able to run the football. And when Mike Tomlin was introduced as the Steelers head coach, what was the mantra? Run the football and stop the run. Look, their defense was solid. I I loved watching the Pittsburgh Steelers defense outside of the other night. And I have a feeling that the Pittsburgh Steelers defense is going to get better next season. They still have Mika Fitzpatrick there. Hey. Anything could happen. And Oh, and by the way, they still have uh, T.J. Watt, who's probably one of their best defensive players right now. But I digress there. Three consecutive years, they haven't lived up to that mantra of run the football and stop the run. 
I believe, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe for the past three years in running the football, they've ranked 29th, 31st, and dead last. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that's correct. Three years, you can't run the football properly. No excuse whatsoever. And because you couldn't run the football, you've had to rely on Big Ben Roethlisberger, who, by the way, is a future Hall of Fame quarterback. No question about that. There was no disputing that. Ben Roethlisberger is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's got a Super Bowl. I get that. But they relied on him to throw the football way too much. And as a result, he has made way too many mistakes. Were all of them his fault? No. But the interceptions that he had against the Browns, he would love to have back. Four interceptions are absolutely inexcusable. I get that. Look, one went off the t- one one of them went off the fingertips of I believe it was Juju Smith Schuster, I believe. But I, I digress there. But bottom line, the Pittsburgh Steelers are not the Pittsburgh Steelers like we're like we're used to seeing anymore. They're not. You know who looks like the Pittsburgh Steelers of old? The Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns look like who the Pittsburgh Steelers used to be. And why is that? Because they can run the football and stop the run. They've got Kareem Hunt. They've got Nick Chubb. They've got a great defense who can stop the run. The Cleveland Browns look more like the old school Pittsburgh Steelers than the Pittsburgh Steelers did. And that is saying a lot. So if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers this offseason, I've got a lot of questions. What's the future of Mike Tomlin? What is the future of Ben Roethlisberger? Because you saw after the game, Roethlisberger had tears in his eyes, and you knew he was thinking, oh, shoot, this is my career is close, closely coming to an end here. And I know he said that he wants to play next season he doesn't want to go out a loser I I completely get that but in all honest to God seriousness I think it's time for Big Ben to retire I'm sorry I I just I I don't see him winning another Super Bowl I really really don't but it's not all of his fault his receivers need to learn how to catch a damn football but the bottom line is Ben Roethlisberger I don't think he has that much left in the tank left maybe one more season But I personally think it's time for Big Ben to call it a career. You've already established so much. You're a future Hall of Famer. You have your Super Bowl. It's time to call it quits, Big Ben. I'm sorry. I love you. I respect you. I love watching you play. I've always admired your your leadership on the field. But it's time for you to call it quits. I'm I'm really, really, I, I hate to admit it. I hate to admit it. But truth hurts sometimes. I'm sorry. But look. The bottom line is with the Pittsburgh Steelers, they just looked absolutely god-awful. They had absolutely no business being in the playoffs to begin with. They had no business winning the division. If it wasn't for a Cleveland Browns loss against the Jets, the Jets, the Cleveland Browns would have won the division. And quite frankly, they probably should have deserved the division title. I'm being dead honest. The Cleveland Browns deserved that division title more than the Pittsburgh Steelers did. If they just didn't lose to the Jets, the Browns would have won the division. That's just my personal opinion. But look, bottom line, Pittsburgh Steelers, you really got to look at yourselves in the mirror this offseason because you got a lot of questions to answer, especially 
with your future Hall of Fame quarterback. What are you going to do? And if you're Mike Tomlin, whew, you got to be questioning yourself too. I mean, I, I still respect the hell out of Mike Tomlin. I really, really do. I love him as a head coach. And he's also a Hall of Fame head coach. He really, really is. But I'm looking in the mirror for a long, long time if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers because there is absolutely no excuse for that god-awful performance that you put up against the Cleveland Browns in that wildcard game. No excuse whatsoever, period. And on that note, that'll wrap it up for this episode of the Bottom Line Podcast. If you have any thoughts on anything we discussed, let us know on Twitter and Instagram at BottomLineWMCX. Use hashtag BottomLine. Leave a voice message on the Anchor app or at Anchor.fm. And as always, if you like what you see on YouTube, please leave a like and a comment down below. It helps out tremendously. And please make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you do not miss a single episode. And please make sure you subscribe on all audio listening platforms. Just include Jimmy when searching for the Bottom Line Podcast. So yeah, the Steelers, look at yourselves in the mirror real hard because you've got some questions to answer. Coming up in the next episode, a very special top 11 list. You'll see where I'm going next. I'm Jimmy Finizzi. This is the Bottom Line Podcast. See you in the next episode. Peace out.